0: Hey everyone, my name is Davis and welcome back to the third episode of the Airballers podcast. Today today is a super special episode because I have my good friend Ethan. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So with this being the first game of the Orlando restart, there was definitely a lot of rust, to say the least, with a lot of turning over the ball in the first half, especially, and just a lot of different things and mistakes that will be easily preventable as we play more games together and just get back into our rhythm.
1: Right. I definitely agree. I mean, with the scrimmage, you know, obviously not everybody's going full speed, but it did show that we've got to take advantage of the next two
0: scrimmages, get final tune-ups in and get ready for game time exactly in the first half alone i think the quarter ended up being like 52 to 28 or something like that philly almost doubled our score and and the game was at pace for us to score like 50 points versus like 100 to philly so it was definitely a a lot of rust there at least starting out but as the game progressed we definitely were able to get more shots in as we missed most of our shots in that first half we were able to get more shots in just get a better rhythm And the second half we definitely looked a lot better Yeah, made crisper passes,
1: didn't turn the ball over as much, stayed out of foul trouble. Definitely a tale of two halves in this game for
0: sure. Definitely, definitely. So when it comes to Russ, there was a lot when it came to the individual performances of some of our key guys. Ethan, you, you could talk about Ja Morant. I mean, it's his lowest
1: scoring performance since the Boston game back in January, which was quite abysmal. And he finished three from 12 for the field. And I think, honestly, it probably had a lot to do with the fact that Philly had a lot of big bodies on the floor. You know, Ja's a bit of a smaller guy. He wasn't able to drive to the basket, use as much of his layup package as he likes to. And that definitely hurt him for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So aside from individual scoring, Ja did do really good in the assist and playmaking category as he finished the game with eight assists. With the loss of Justice, that is going to be a big one because as Taylor Jenkins said in a previous interview before Justice got hurt, Justice was going to be the primary playmaker for this team. So it's really good to see Ja, who has had a triple-double and is perfectly capable of this, potentially doing even more of that, even more facilitating and playmaking, dishing out to open guys in order to definitely pick up the slack that we lost from justice getting injured
1: right this team's definitely gonna miss justice in the bubble but i wish him a speedy recovery and hope that he's be ready for us next season
0: absolutely. We're going to be very scary with him on the roster next year. So another individual performance that left a lot to be desired was from Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks only scored six points in this game, and all six points were from two three-pointers. Dylan, I noticed in this game, would try to drive to the basket, or he would just pull up in the mid-range, and they were often really contested, and he could have easily dished it out to open guys. I mean, Jonas in this game was making a lot of three-pointers finally. He should be taking a lot more because he makes a lot of them. But Dylan's performance in this game definitely was against what we have done so well as an organization. With this year, often we talk about how the Grizzlies have been very unselfish with the basketball, but in Dylan's case, he was taking a lot of unnecessary shots when he could have easily dished it out to open guys.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like you said, this season, we've been great about distributing the rock, getting it to everybody and finding the open guy. And Dylan needs to work on making that extra pass to find the guy who not only has the space to hit the shot, but can actually knock it down. Because not only was Dylan shooting contested looks, but he wasn't making them either. So that was not acceptable for the Grizzlies bubble hopes.
0: So in the end, the Grizzlies have to dish off a lot of rust. There was a lot of just sloppiness, sloppy ball movement, sloppy shot creation, shot making, just a lot of turnovers and stuff, just a lot of rust in general. But it is only the first game back. And we did go against a really good Philly team. Philly team that is yet to be seen from the league with the lineup changes with, for example, putting Simmons at power forward and starting Shake Milton. So yeah, just a a team we haven't seen before, a very different and fresh and new Philly team, a team that we couldn't really prepare for with film because they were so different. But yeah, we just definitely need to take the lessons that we learned today and put them towards the next scrimmage. So the first of two bigger picture things I kind of want to look at in regards to this game is paint defense. We did really good about defending the paint, especially with big bodies like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. We were able to draw a lot of charges in the drives and swarm the paint when people were driving to the basket.
1: Right, we did really well with that. I think you were the one that mentioned earlier, it's interesting about Joel Embiid because you mentioned that Valanchunas isn't afraid of anybody and he'll bully anybody, and he definitely held his own against Embiid last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jv is really good at just posting up on defenders and being able to use his size in the post and able to just easily score in the post. But that might not be the case, like with the Blazers. Use of Nurkic is going to be back, and he's a really big body, and so Jv might have to use more of his pull up game and rely a little bit less on the post up if there is going to be bigger bodies. And for example, like if we make the playoffs, someone like Anthony Davis, that's going to be a really difficult body to post up on. So yeah, paint defense we did really good at. That's gonna definitely help us with games like against the Jazz who rely heavily on driving to the basket or the Bucks, who also rely heavily on Giannis driving to the basket or someone like the Pelicans who relies on Zion driving to the basket. So yeah, just a lot of things to consider.
1: Right, I mean, Jaron got called for a couple charges early on, but he seemed to settle in. So that was my big concern was how is Jaron Jackson gonna do in the paint with all these bigger guys, you know, cause he's a bigger guy. He just doesn't seem to realize that and play that way sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jaron's really good at using his length as an advantage but not necessarily his like height and stuff yeah and you know, i'm with you
1: there it was good that he stayed out of foul trouble and didn't get too choppy too early on and he was able to stay on the floor for the team the whole time which is gonna be huge for any playoff aspirations the grizzlies have in the bubble
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, with having to protect the paint and protect it well, like we did this game, it's going to have some sacrifices where we are going to have to take a lot of fouls, draw a lot of fouls, allow them to go to the free throw line. But as long as we're able to hold our own in some regard, I think we're going to do pretty well. It's interesting that you mentioned the free throw line because we did not shoot
1: very well from the free throw line last night. Struggling to that regard of, I think it was about a 56% rate from the free throw line. We got to shoot better from the charity stripe if we're going to go anywhere in the bubble. Good teams like Portland or Milwaukee or any of those teams we could match up against are going to destroy us if we can't hit some free throws.
0: Definitely. I mean, free throws were definitely not our strong suit throughout the season. We just missed a lot of unnecessary free throws.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I look at a team like New Orleans, as you said in earlier episodes, the dialogue is there that the league wants Zion and the Pelicans in the playoffs. And they've got some really great free throw shooters or shooters in general with a JJ Reddick's really solid. Brandon Ingram can step up and hit his shots, you know, so we can't go up against teams like that and be airballing all our free throws. Got to be hitting those.
0: the second of the two bigger picture things that i got from this game was perimeter in terms of perimeter this game we were very polarizing we were able to make a lot of three-pointers where somehow kyle anderson became the next steph curry and made like three or four of his three-pointers but then for some reason we often left a lot of guys open
1: yeah that was definitely a problem you know ben simmons of all people ben simmons stepped up and he hit a couple threes right in our guys faces and it was we were leaving him open because we didn't think he could shoot and then he made us pay so we can't be doing that against a team like say Portland they've got Damian Willard CJ McCollum can hit one every now and again they're gonna have to be able to bring their a-game on that one another guy I mentioned was a uh, JJ Redick in New Orleans there's a few great three-point shooters we're gonna match up against in the playoffs and play in tournament that it's gonna have to be defending the perimeter better will make or break us
0: yeah definitely I've noticed I like, just a lot this season for some reason the Grizzlies just love to challenge people to shoot or they just can't run around screens quick enough or they just simply leave guys open because what I noticed at least for this game is when we talked about like paint defense is though we did good that also made our perimeter defense lacking in terms of we would swarm the paint there would be like four or five guys in the paint and then there would be a shooter open in the corner and they would just dish it out to him and he would shoot and often make the three so we definitely need to make sure that we're guarding the perimeter we are guarding that three-point line because like you said with a team like the Blazers Damian Lillard is going to shoot them and he is going to make those three-pointers so we definitely need to do better on that regard.
1: Yeah, for sure. We can't play kindergarten bunch ball where everybody just goes after the ball. You know, we got to stick with our defensive assignments, stick with what our coaching staff's telling us to do and make sure we're not leaving guys wide open and take those threes and make us pay.
0: The Rockets team are a very perimeter oriented team, if the best or the most perimeter oriented team in the league. So they're going to be a great team that we're going to be able to practice our perimeter defense and something we definitely need to consider. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, like you said, with the Philly game, they didn't have a whole lot of film to watch, and that's going to be true
1: with the Rockets as well. They did, at the trade deadline, blow up their team a little bit and send Clint Capella to Atlanta in a trade that landed Robert Covington from Minnesota, but that nucleus only played a handful of games, notably defeating the Lakers at the Staples Center before the season shut down, and so there's, there's not a ton of film to watch on them, there's not a lot to go off of, but like you said, if they can just defend the perimeter and have a consistent presence out there I think that they'll be able to at least hang in there and have a chance
0: yeah definitely I mean like I said the Rockets are probably the perfect team for this scrimmage so we can just really practice it because Portland is very similar to the Rockets as they are very perimeter oriented so this is gonna be a really good matchup for us a lot of things to consider next game
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like we said, defending the paint against the Rockets, it's something that I think our team will be able to handle very well because there's not a lot of big bodies that will be coming in. Like we said earlier, Ja Morant had a hard time last night because there were so many big bodies up in his space and he couldn't drive to the basket. Houston's not going to be like that. And they like to huck up as many threes as they can, but Westbrook and Harden are definitely threats on the dribble to just drive to the rim, show off their fancy layup packages. So they're ones that as long as JV can continue to be consistent for, in the paint and be a consistent presence, they'll be able to take care of business and shouldn't have any problems.
0: But yeah, the the Rocket scrimmage game tomorrow is definitely going to be an interesting one, especially with the loss of Austin Rivers. I hope everything's all right with his family and everything. But like I said, tomorrow's just going to be a really great game for practicing that perimeter defense. So yeah, rust, perimeter, and then finally paint defense. This game was great in terms of the paint defense, drawing a lot of charges, swarming the paint, etc. Definitely going to be something to consider with another big body out there for like that Portland game with Yusuf Nurkic and everything.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Portland's got to be giddy about the fact that Yusuf Nurkic is going to be back for them because they weren't sure if he was going to be able to play or not this season. So I'm just happy he made a full recovery. But from a basketball perspective, yeah, he's going to make their matchup a little tougher, but it's nothing I don't
0: think the Grizzlies can handle. So yeah, in the end, this was a really great opening game for the Grizzlies. Just a lot of things to consider, a lot of really good things to work on for the Grizzlies for these future seeding games and potential playoff aspirations. So yeah, thank you for listening to the Airballers podcast. Uh, Thank you, Ethan, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. So thank you all so much for everyone that's made it this far. Thank you for listening to the Air Bowers podcast. My name's Davis. If y'all would like, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or listen on Spotify, and y'all have a good one.